You're listening to Grace, invigorating talk radio with Anita. Discover, inspire, evolve. Good day and welcome to Grace Radio Show with your host, Anita. Today's podcast is a pre-recorded lecture by author Ilana Freeland, who writes about chemtrails, harp, geoengineering, and the weaponizing of our atmosphere. Please listen as I have recorded this uh, lecture last night, and I hope that you gain a lot out of it. Feel free to comment, send me messages, and discuss your viewpoints on these topics. But I hope you find this insightful and helpful for building a better future for yourselves and your families. Thank you. to review uh, for, uh, and I'll just keep going as long as we decide to keep going, uh, because I have a lot of material. I'm giving uh, basically five presentations while I'm in California these 12 days, and uh, I actually have probably two video uh, shows uh, on this, this, one, uh, this one video show. And I'm, I'm going to um, present to you how this works. I'm going to go all the way from the chemical trails in the sky that uh, are falling earthward and that we are breathing in and that is in our food, our food supply, and uh, is, uh, is actually uh, a very important part of the change that is happening that is going to thrust us toward a transhumanism. So that's the, that's the journey I've taken in the last nine years. I started out with chemtrails and HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project, and I've ended up uh, in nanotechnology and, uh, and transhumanism. So I'm gonna to try to give you a feeling for that without my videos. <laughs> uh, all right. I wanted to illuminate the whole earth. There is enough electricity to become a second sun. Light would appear around the equator as a ring around Saturn. And this is uh, how I um, did the cover of the last book, Under Nine in the Sky. <coughs> showing that uh, we now do have this Saturn ring. We won't be able to see the only video I've ever found that admits it and shows sort of, sort of how it works. Uh, it is sitting around the equator and it has a, a variety of purposes, primarily magnetic. Then um, here I show uh, this wonderful, this wonderful quote by Rudolf Steiner. Uh, as many of you know, I've been a student of Rudolf Steiner for many years. I was a Waldorf teacher years ago. I started, uh, I started four Waldorf schools in Washington State. And then I burned out, as many do. It's quite hard work. 
And, uh, and then uh, now I write books on geoengineering. <laughs> All right, so Rudolf Steiner in 1924 said, you must consider the whole part played by electricity in nature. Human beings cannot go on developing in the same way in an atmosphere permeated on all sides by electric currents and radiations. It has an influence on the whole development of man. This life of men, human beings, in the midst of electricity, notably radiant electricity, will presently affect them in such a way that they will no longer be able to understand the news uh, which they receive so rapidly. The effect is to damp down the intelligence. Mm -hmm. Such effects are already seen today. That was 1924. Wow. The effect is to damp down the intelligence. Such effects are already seen today, even today, you can notice how people understand the things that come to them with far greater difficulty than they did a few decades ago. So today, 100 years later, you can imagine uh, how this is impacting our development. And I think many of us are seeing it, but so overwhelmed are we by the speed with which the technology is coming out that it's very hard to really weigh what our experience is of ourselves and of those around us. So there's the ring to show you the patent method for modifying environmental conditions with ring comprised of magnetic material. Uh, it is up there and it's being added to all the time by the jets and rockets that are dumping uh, nano sensors, nanomaterials, uh, conductive metals like aluminum, barium, strontium, titanium, lithium, uh, chromium, etc. Uh, all of these, these heavy metals are intended to be used for wireless operations in the upper atmosphere and in our atmosphere. So many of those particulates end up uh, spinning with the earth and eventually falling nicely around the equator into a ring very similar to Saturn's. And recently there was an article, you might have seen it, uh, whereby they say the NASA has found uh, a ring around Venus and Mercury as well. So um, this is a communication device. I know this is what they have planned. Uh, as Billy Hayes, the harp man, once said to me, uh, it's like a CD-ROM. So uh, we have this around the planet. This is the upper reaches of the uh, space fence that I uh, talk about in the second book. <coughs> and, uh, and then on the Earth, there are many, many installations having to do with the space fence. So we're sort of sandwiched right between uh, in our atmosphere. Then here, I can play the video, but I don't really need to, I suppose it might, no, well, you can't see it anyway. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, but this is, uh, the, the important part is, as you see the Elon Musk uh, reference there, the 12,000 uh, internet beaming satellites, 4,425 will be positioned about 
1,100 kilometers above the Earth, and the other 7,518 will orbit just uh, 300 kilometers above. These, uh, these tiny satellites, these are the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the very small satellites. This is one of the jobs of the space fence, is to keep track of all these uh, missiles up in the upper atmosphere that we need supposedly for communication, but as we'll find out, it's uh, basically a surveillance technology. Um, all right, so this gives you an idea of sort of how it works up there. I mean, um, a lot of material that I uh, show and use for my books, I find in open source on the internet. It's very hard for me to go to a library and find anything that might be useful to me because um, many of these things are are really breaking news on a daily level. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to, I had to troll the internet. I no longer troll the internet because thousands of people, well, at least hundreds of people are sending me materials from all over the world now that they know my name from the books. So uh, this just gives you a, an example of, uh, of the SBIRS architecture which is, and that basically stands for infra, infrared. It's a, uh, it's a satellite infrared technology uh, that is keeping the communications going in the upper atmosphere and making sure that the connections are made with the ground infrastructure. Uh, new space radar likely to go online this month. This was just out. And um, the idea is that the space fence is finally up and running. Well, it's been up and running for several years. And uh, part of what's going on here, this is three years to the date almost, since uh, President Trump entered office and the uh, immediately upon his entry into office, the normalizing of geoengineering began. We heard again from David Keefe, we heard about stratospheric this and that, about uh, need, needing to uh, take care of global warming by means of the geoengineering that we had wrung our hands over for years as, well, we may have to use it, even though there's going to be quite a price. Now, uh, that's been going on for 20 years, uh, but they are beginning to normalize that, and they're beginning to normalize the space fence. <coughs> this, is, this just gives you an idea of um, how narrow our, our purview is of the electromagnetic spectrum. This is our problem. The, the, the visual is so important to us. I mean, that's how we've survived for uh, possibly millions of years. And um, now we are dealing with technologies that are basically invisible. So we're going to have to change ourselves and our perception of reality in order to, uh, to, to be able to mitigate the radiation, uh, ionized and non-ionized, that is now uh, moving everywhere through our bodies, in, in, in every room, 
in every, uh, uh, under the sky, uh, because the satellites above and the cell towers all around us and the cell phones that many of us insist on having. All of this is uh, something that is going to change us, as Rudolf Steiner said. You can't be surrounded by electromagnetism without it having tremendous impact on the evolution of biology and uh, on our, our consciousness. Um, so that just, that's what that is. It shows you sort of how, uh, and it also has to do with the communication from space. All those communications are also raining down on us with microwaves. Uh, this has been going on for uh, a couple of decades, uh, and I'm sure it's more now than it was two decades ago, but all the same, we've, we've been subject to this for quite a while. Uh, just going way into the distant past, we all probably recognize, or many of us recognize, that photograph of HARP, the High Frequency Active Aurora Research Project up in Gakona, Alaska. Uh, it was with HARP that everything uh, changed because it was, we had ionospheric heaters before that, but they didn't have the power that HARP was able to have thanks to the patents of uh, Bernard Eastland. And so HARP was able in a matter of, from the late 90s, uh, which is when it really went up, they said it didn't, it wasn't functional until 2005, that's not true. It was functional in the late 90s, according to Billy Hayes, the HARP man. And, um, and so we've had it, we had it from 95 to 2013, when it was actually shut down. Um, but it was only shut down for a short amount of time. Uh, but here is, uh, in this video, uh, Sen Senator Murkowski of uh, Alaska interviews uh, a, a Navy Admiral about HARP. And in this video, he admits that uh, all their experiments were uh, extremely successful with HARP. They were able to penetrate the ionosphere. They were able to draw ions down into the Earth's atmosphere. And uh, back then, all we were told was that uh, the entire, all the experiments were about uh, the uh, submarines' uh, communication. But at least here, he admits that the real intent of all the experiments in HARP was to, quote, control the ionosphere. And we have been successful in doing so. So uh, that's the truth of the matter. If you want to see where global warming, if indeed there is such a thing, comes from, it comes from this technology that is Thank heating you. the ionosphere and drawing the ions down into our atmosphere exactly. under the military industrial intelligence complex. Exactly. This is a national security science. Uh, they will deny it, uh, absolutely. And, uh, and yet, as I told you, everything's in open source if you know how to put it together. Mm -hmm. And that is, of course, the adventure, is to learn how to contextualize all the different pieces of information that you can find under military documents, patents, papers, conferences, etc. And that's, uh, of course, how I spend my time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's my job. Um, all right, this, uh, this quotation, uh, Dr. Rosalie Bertel, an amazing uh, epidemiologist. She was also a gray nun. Uh, 
Uh, she um, specialized in ionized radiation. She wrote a book that I read that was very inspiring called Planet Earth, The Latest Weapon of War, a critical study into the military and the environment. To my knowledge, she and I are the only ones who have written books about the weaponizing of planet Earth and its relationship with the, particularly the American military, though NATO is certainly involved. And here Rosalie says, the ability of the HARP space lab rocket combination to deliver very large amounts of energy comparable to a nuclear bomb anywhere on Earth via laser and particle beams is frightening. And this is true. <coughs> frightening. So in 2005, independent scientist Clifford Carnicum put together this wonderful list of the actual seven geoengineering operations. I know we all think of weather when we think of geoengineering, and that is certainly a primary objective, is to engineer the weather, control the weather. Have we succeeded? Yes, we have. Uh, it, is, it is, to my knowledge, total. And um, the only natural weather of being applied now that arises is arising in the South Pacific and the moisture systems there which are immediately taken up by the US Navy and the Merchant Marine and, uh, and manipulated for weather events such as droughts, floods, um, rain, snow, uh, Fire. wind, fires. Fire. Fire is a new one. Mm -hmm. And um, this is, uh, this is <coughs> happening today. So um, let me go through this list very briefly. The reason I have some listed in red is those are the ones I am going to primarily cover today. So the weather engineering is definite. And I could go through and explain that. I have done it many times. And by the way, if I don't cover something today that you really, you really wonder about and have a burning question, there is an entire army of Ilana videos on the internet that have not been taken down, mm -hmm. uh, that in which I, I cover all of these topics from 2014 to today. Mm -hmm. The next, the second operation is chemical and electromagnetic. Uh, this can uh, be in a variety of ways. I'm sure you have seen some of these things, such as lightning coming from the earth and going skyward instead of the reverse. Uh, it used to be that lightning only came from the sky down to the earth, but now it is going in uh, the opposite direction as well. Those are all from electromagnetic experiments that are going on uh, right now because now that the sky has been ionized thanks to the HARP experiments, uh, millions of, uh, of operations can go on simultaneously in our atmosphere with the only problem being that we are being perpetually radi radiated with mostly non-ionized but still radiated. Uh, next, uh, planetary geophysical. This would be where I would put the fires, uh, the California fire, the Portugal fire, mm -hmm. the Greece fire, 
and the latest uh, Australian fire. And uh, if I get to the, that slide, I will explain to you how and why that is being done. Uh, directed energy weapons. This uh, includes all kinds of weapons, uh, space weapons. Uh, also, the dual use of technologies, such as we have a lot of weather instruments up in the upper atmosphere that are doing all kinds of readouts on, on the uh, different things we need, atmospheric pressure, et cetera. But uh, all of those can be used uh, as weapons as well. Uh, surveillance and neural weapons. Surveillance goes without saying. We've been hearing about it since, uh, uh, you know, Julian Assange uh, brought forward the WikiLeaks and uh, Edward Snowden, and etc. We know we know about that. We know <coughs> we've listened to William Binney, a, an NSA whistleblower. Uh, there are there are many people who say yes. We are being absolutely surveilled. Our phone conversation, our computers, uh, our lives, because these cameras that are now uh, above the earth have extraordinary capabilities. Uh, neural weapons, though. Neural weapons have to do with what's happening to our minds. And um, this is something that there is a massive disinformation around. Uh, but uh, certainly the neural weapons uh, originate in space with the satellites. That would be the first part of it. And then there are many, many ground instruments and directed energy weapons on the ground uh, that uh, can be, uh, can triangulate with the satellites. So that's what that means. Uh, then the next, uh, the sixth operation is digital <coughs> biology. <coughs> nanotechnology, transhumanism. The reason I put them all together, they may seem disparate, they may not seem to fit, but they actually do fit very nicely together. Um, what's happening in biology is that molecular biology, which I studied as an undergraduate, is now become a digital biology. And uh, nanotechnology is something most Americans don't know much about, and I am uh, more and more concentrating on that because it is a very great danger not just to the planet but to our own health and our own bodies and minds and then the transhumanism is the end objective of any of the experiments being done on human beings uh, and I will explain what transhumanism mm -hmm. is tonight for those who don't really have a sense of it and finally the seventh operation is the cloaking uh, and obscuration of exotic propulsion craft, uh, plus detection of exotic plasma life forms in the atmosphere. Now that's a mouthful, and I've covered a lot of territory there. Yes, this has to do with UFOs uh, in the sense of unidentified flying objects, but many of those are our own. Our, our military has uh, very top secret uh, capabilities that we haven't really been told directly about. Uh, and um, then uh, the, as far as the exotic plasma life forms, that goes back to the research of Wilhelm Reich and uh, Trevor Constable uh, in the years past when they used <coughs> infrared cameras to take pictures of 
of entities in the atmosphere that could only be seen and filmed with infrared. Uh, <clears throat> so that's the seven basic operations. I've tweaked them a bit uh, from the days when Clifford had this list, but I still use this paradigm because it, it, uh, it fits very nicely with what I'm finding and gives me a sort of skeleton to put all of it on and so that I can have a sense of the wholeness of these uh, operations. Uh, and um, then here, this would be the, uh, what uh, Rosalie Bertel was talking about, the weaponizing. This is the type of weapon that uh, I think a lot about. Certainly for the fires, uh, it could be used. Certainly for 9-11, it could have been used. Uh, any, anything that requires a, uh, a merging of beams, of beam weapons over a target area uh, in, and in which uh, one type of wave is shifted into another type of wave uh, can end in disaster, can end in a cataclysm uh, completely unforeseen no idea it's coming. Uh, so that's called interferometry by the military. Uh, and uh, it is an actual uh, action at a distance weapon. Here's one example of it. This is, uh, oh, so you're not gonna be able to hear that. Well, you can, you can hear it, but um, could I unplug this? Um, the uh, the waves in the sky. Never mind. Uh, the waves in the sky over Hiroshima, uh, for example, when we dropped the atomic bomb long ago, 1945, uh, probably did not have uh, these these uh, serrations that indicate pulsing. But now, um, you know, we. We all have worried for years and years about the nuclear bombs, and atomic bombs, but really uh, everything has shifted now to directed energy beam weapons. Mm. And uh, here, uh, when the Fukushima looked like that in the sky for three days before the Fukushima event, uh, in the book Chemtrails Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth, uh, which I have for sale here. I have my books here if people are interested. Um, you, you can um, see my case for each of these, uh, these uh, tragedies that happened that HARP was involved in all of them in those years. There was a lot of experimentation going on and political, for political reasons for, uh, I don't know, you know how sociopaths think. <laughs> uh, no, we don't. <laughs> there were a lot of things going on, uh, but this was definitely, this is definitely, you it. see this in our skies. I often look up in Seattle, uh, in the Northwest where I am, to see how the skies look that day, wondering if this is the day for uh, a, a weather event, so-called. Um, so um, here is, here is another way of looking at it. Uh, yes, harmonic resonance manipulation, but the pulsing. These are pulsed uh, weapons, and it's it's actually not the power of them, like 
say the uh, the tremendous uh, voltage, the tremendous uh, detonation capacity. It's actually the pulsing with electro with uh, uh, extra low frequency mm -hmm. waves that makes uh, a very very powerful weapon uh, that is is going on uh, with the those weather events such as that this kind of looks like. Um, here's uh, David Petraeus saying, items of interest will be located, identified, monitored, and remotely controlled through technologies such as radio frequency identification, sensor networks, tiny embedded servers, and energy harvesters, all connected to the next generation internet using abundant, low cost, and high power computing. Um, in other words, uh, everything is going to be used and everything watched uh, and that's exactly where we are now. Everything is being used. Uh, and most of us are unaware of it because we're going about our lives, we're very busy, we have a lot of things to take care of. But uh, once you start realizing that the Internet of Things, the IoT, uh, has to do with your homes, has to do with your offices, etc., you realize that you are extremely involved in this, extremely involved. And you are the uh, favored guinea pig mm -hmm. of all this uh, in order to see what this really does to human culture and how it is going to change human culture. Uh, Jack Cruz, uh, neurosurgeon, he's in our movement, our anti-geoengineering movement. Jack says, he who controls the electromagnetic spectrum on Earth controls the living things on the surface of the planet, period. No, no discussion. And that is certainly true. Uh, here we see uh, kind of how so-called chemtrails, and that term, by the way, is a CIA term that uh, they uh, planted on my forehead, um, and you know, the foreheads of many, many years ago. Uh, this is how the, the so the, what they're now calling contrail clouds form is uh, they lay these chemical trails, which are not water vapor, they're not condensation, they're filled with chemicals from the fuel, uh, but also uh, there are some, we now know, at first we all argued about it about seven or eight years ago, argued about was it just the fuel uh, or, or is there a supplementary system aboard? Now we know there is a supplementary system uh, that goes with the, uh, the fuel. And the fuel too is part of it, because most rocket fuel, whether it's a commercial jet or a military jet, is uh, classified. And we can't find out the chemical formulas of uh, these fuels. Uh, here's another uh, that gives you an idea of the nanotechnology now being used for the laying of the trails that are loaded with things that are being experimented with here on Earth. Uh, that would include in human beings who breathe it in, goes in the lungs, goes in the blood, goes through the blood-brain barrier very easily because it's a nanotechnology. A nano is one billionth of a meter. Uh, it has no trouble sliding through the blood-brain barrier. Uh, and also for our soil, our plants, animals, uh, etc. See the difference. The nano 
are almost invisible here. In fact, I think they've gone further than when this was uh, actually made. Here's a patent that indicates uh, that, and I can't play it for you, but I'll tell you what it says. It says that uh, they now are, this patent assures that the trails will be absolutely invisible. So when people write me and tell me that, uh, oh, we've had, uh, we've had f six clear days, yeah. uh, uh, or, or the, I like the one, President Trump has uh, eliminated the chemtrails. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, and uh, really what's happening is you're just not seeing it. And most people, there are a few I see here who are, may approach my age, but uh, most of us have never seen a really blue sky. It's, uh, it's years ago that we had the very blue sky. Um, so yes, uh, they've been working hard to make it so that we can't see those trails. And then sometimes you'll even see a ship uh, laying trails that looks invisible itself, looks almost phantom-like. Uh, and uh, then some people have seen even plasma orbs uh, laying trails. So a lot is going on up there that uh, we're not being told and we don't need to import aliens in order to understand it. We just have to study the technology a little better. Uh, this is the, uh, the David Keith uh, geoengineering plan to lay sulfur in the stratosphere. Uh, this is the story we're told will save us from climate change, global warming, etc. Um, unfortunately, that is not true. And uh, it, it's, um, it's quite, quite an amazing drama to follow the threads of the story of global warming and carbons to see the, uh, the extent of the brilliant job, I must admit, of convincing <coughs> people of a huge, blatant lie mm -hmm. in order to uh, empty their coffers in carbon taxes while convincing them that laying particles in the upper atmosphere <laughs> that we will then breathe in and, uh, uh, and eat and drink is actually good for us. Hmm. It's, it's quite a feat. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm absolutely stunned Jeez. by it. What's interesting is people believing it. Uh, here's how I look at the sky and my body. Uh, the sky has now become a chemical beaker. It is loaded with various chemicals, compounds, uh, synergistic activities of various uh, elements with each other, transformations, transmutations, transmogrifications. Uh, I know that uh, the scientists who are working with large military budgets are absolutely thrilled to be involved in uh, an open field experimentation of the entire planet. But we need to get busy because uh, we need to see what's happening with our own bodies. I don't know if any of you have had symptoms and you've tried to go to a doctor and have the doctor tell you what's going on. But most doctors do not know anything about this. Uh, they mm -hmm. believe the lies. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the others uh, may be complicit. Uh, so I, I really think we're, we're on our own in this. Mm -hmm. 
And I, for one, am quite happy with that. I've been on my own for many years. I think the last time I saw a doctor was when I was 13. <laughs> and uh, he saw an wow. opportunity to take my appendix out when it didn't need to come out. Oh uh, but I didn't say anything because I was afraid my stepmother would get very angry at me and send me back to my mother. So I didn't say anything. Uh, but that was the last time I saw a doctor because I realized at 13 how that worked. Oh, I wish I could show you this. This is really good. The polymer snow. The chemically nucleated snow. Please tell all children not to eat the snow like uh, some of us did when we were little because it's really not snow anymore. It's, uh, it's actually a, a polymer a nucleation process. Uh, so you definitely do not want to eat that snow. And if you want the proof, go ahead and take some of that snow uh, and try to melt it. And I think you'll be surprised to see that not only does it not melt, but um, it actually turns black. What? So coming down on us is, uh, are these, uh, these elements. Here is the, uh, some formulae that Billy Hayes put up for me years ago. You can see uh, that the formulae of the one and two are very similar though the first one is from spraying, and it has the aluminum, iron oxide, uh, barium, etc. cetera. Uh, and the second one is very similar to it because it has the similar elements in it. Uh, and then the uh, sounding rockets is the other uh, source of what's coming down on us. And that these leave tons of aluminum oxide and also uh, have been known to uh, leave trails of uh, lithium over large east, uh, eastern seaboard uh, cities. Lithium, as you know, affects the moods, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's also a great conductor, but expensive. So uh, the rockets uh, have a variety of experiments that they're running as well. Uh, this is how nature used to work, uh, as I recall. Uh, you'd have rain coming down from clouds. Um, you'd have uh, evaporation occurring from uh, water on the earth going up there into the clouds to come down again. Uh, you had this natural cycle of water. And then the sun, of course, was up there. It wasn't a solar simulator. It was an actual sun. And, um, and then you, you now this is how it really looks today. We still have the sun, but we have a, a large cloud cover that blocks the sun, blocks the sunlight from us, <clears throat> dries the atmosphere out, because uh, really uh, the uh, attenuation of uh, many of these uh, wireless communications, wireless uh, operations, really doesn't do well in moisture-laden atmosphere. They need it dry and it is dry. And those clouds up there that you probably think are clouds, the way they used to be, are actually uh, dry plasma clouds. So um, the, uh, then you see the rain coming down, artificial cycle of water, uh, particulates are being dropped in the upper atmosphere, uh, then uh, they, they're being hit with radiation of some sort, microwaves or radio waves, 
uh, and then they can form cloud structures, uh, plasma, and, uh, and load them with water if they want, as if they're moving water systems across the nation uh, from the South Pacific. Uh, and then they can uh, make it rain for days. I mean, this winter in the Pacific Northwest, I think we've had only five days of any sunlight whatsoever. It has rained and rained and rained and rained. I knew this winter would be very hard. Last winter was much less hard. So here uh, is a, a, a graphic of uh, how all the ionization corporations have now proliferated. We've basically, by this so-called global warming drama of the climate change that is actually hidden uh, behind uh, military industrial intelligence cover stories, um, we've actually created an entire industry of uh, ionizing corporations. So this is how they do it. They, they set up those ionizers. Say, you know, you're down in Arizona and you want some rain. Uh, so the uh, ionizing corporations will sell their services for a nice hefty price to the state of Arizona and then uh, ignite, uh, get going the ionizers. Uh, they uh, then, th that'll produce uh, ions in the atmosphere. Uh, and then uh, they can hit it with some radiation. And then you have uh, moisture condensing around the charged dust in the air because even though uh, <coughs> they're laying, uh, according to the military or to NASA, they're laying trillions of sensors in the upper atmosphere on a daily level, trillions, um, there are many more things than just the sensors that are coming down. We're getting fungi from up in the upper atmosphere. And uh, believe me, uh, those people who've suffered from various uh, ailments, I won't call them diseases, those are, uh, that, that's a misnomer. These are all symptoms of the same cause, uh, chronic fatigue, uh, the candida, uh, uh, Lyme's, all of these have the same uh, cause if you dig far enough. Um, these, this charged dust, this smart dust, will come down and uh, here it will produce clouds that'll produce the rain. Uh, you know, you're working with ionization. And uh, hey, it's a great system. Uh, it's better than silver iodide. That was no good for us to breathe in either. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, this industry uh, has arisen from uh, a deception. Now we're entering a whole new phase of the smart city. And the smart city uh, plays heavily in my mind because it's uh, so carefully set up as an electromagnetic uh, concentration camp, I suppose I'd have to call it. Uh, it it's, uh, it's unbelievable what they're going to do with the smart city. They're going to wire it. It isn't just 5G. It's that the sidewalks will be full of not just fiber optics, which they are now pretty much, uh, but they'll be uh, full of sensors. Uh, they'll be full of, uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, on a tiny level, I haven't uh, been able to uh, you know, figure out yet all, everything that will be available there that, will, uh, that we will again be used as guinea pigs for the new model of Nineveh, the new model of uh, Uruk, 
Gilgamesh's city. These, this idea of the kings of old would always want to build their fantastic city and have all their people living in it. And have, you know, a variety of slaves and slaveholders and all of that. I, I think we're still there. Yeah, I think it's, it's, we haven't moved. Nope. Our kings today are corporate CEOs and uh, foundation presidents and uh, uh, chairmen. So uh, they're building uh, smart, smart cities all over the place, all over the world. I think the first one we really oohed and odd over was Dubai. <laughs> when you would see those photos of Dubai, my gosh, I mean, and you'd find out that only the very, very rich could afford to live there and would have everything that they desired. So, uh, so again, we're in a, a it's, a, it's again similar to the cities of old because we're entering a period of corporate feudalism. And these, this is all feudalism. Uh, maybe uh, Ecclesiastes was right in the Old Testament when he said there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, maybe that's true. It's just recycling with a different style. Mm -hmm. But this style is gonna be tough going for us because this is an electromagnetic style. Uh, and here we see uh, all the pings on all the buildings. Uh, that's of course, you know, what a city is. It's endless, endless, endless wireless uh, operations going on. And here is our air, if we could but see it with infrared eyes, we would see that uh, we, are, we are in a, it's almost, it, it almost is like a dome. Uh, I didn't see it, but there was a series on Trump yes. called Under the Dome. Yes. And in a way, we do live in a dome, under a dome. It is our atmosphere. We are trapped in it, uh, and all of life is trapped in it. And now we're beginning to see the effects in that the soil is uh, turning alkaline, the oceans are turning acid, uh, our blood is running very acidic in general, and uh, this is why we now need to really think about a, a new way of looking at our lifestyle and uh, at what we're doing in our lives. I'll go into that. Uh, here's uh, some of our symptoms. I've talked about headaches, um, dizziness, nausea, uh, difficulty concentrating, uh, depression, anxiety, memory loss, insomnia, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of this can be definitely, definitely um, connected to electromagnetics the uh, devices that we seem to not be able to live without, the 60 hertz in our walls that can easily become energy sources for uh, remotely controlled weapons, directed energy weapons. Uh, this is, <clears throat> we need to learn about this technology. I'm tired of hearing people tell me, I didn't like science in high school. I don't really care if you liked it in high school. You're not in high school anymore. Exactly. You're full-on adults now. Mm -hmm. And we need to really study what this era is about because this is our era, and this is our watch over the era. Uh, so um, I'm not your warm, fuzzy shoulder to cry on, can you tell? Uh, <laughs> so here, here again, you see our visible that little tiny greenish line there, 
that's how much we can perceive in the electromagnetic spectrum. I, I almost think it was a mistake. I mean, we should have been given a little more of something where we can see further, but we can't. Uh, now we're living in a sea of megahertz, gigahertz, uh, TV broadcasts, microwaves, mobile phones, radios, smart meter, Wi-Fi, uh, and we're about to plunge into a, a much more dangerous area with the 5G, and they've already got the 6G waiting in the wings. Jesus Christ, So why? Um, here is in the city, we're still in the smart city, you'll be, uh, and you already are, but radiation, radar, uh, we tend to think of radar as uh, those old World War II movies where they're pinging and looking for Nazi submarines. And No, let's think of radiation in a different way now. Let's think it's our daily uh, condition. It's all around us. Uh, and uh, radar technology is the only technology that can locate, lock onto, and track a target using radio waves. And uh, it finds you by detecting you, then tracks the direction you are going in. The FCC calls a radar gun, radar gun devices, radio locators, and intentional radiators, which speaks volumes. There are many people now being targeted in their homes and their places of work by these such uh, radio locators as these, uh, and, and tortured in their own homes. So uh, there's there's so many things going on in the name of experimentation and the training of agents and the uh, new political muscle of security uh, forces that uh, are really uh, not oh sorry I did that my fault uh, that that are are not at all about security they they should be called insecurity mm -hmm. forces uh, <clears throat> so uh, radar is a motion and detection sen sensor, but instead of measuring in miles per hour, radar guns are micro-motion sensors that pick up your heartbeat, your breath rate, and your speech behind walls. Uh, increase the power density, or as it states in the U.S. Navy article, um, increase the intensity with radio frequency, high-powered microwaves, and it will hurt, vibrate, burn, and tear up bodies. Uh, the, uh, it'll produce involuntary muscle contractions. Uh, so this, this, is, this is everywhere. This is not on just military bases, and it is not just used on enemy forces anymore. This is part and parcel of the smart city design. There is radar being used in the smart city. So this uh, is, uh, I, I'm sure you must have seen this, uh, but I don't, uh, I can't show it to you, so I won't know. Uh, but it's about Smart Dust, and Smart Dust is the name given to uh, something that uh, has been around a long time. The only difference is that it's now being created by, uh, by nanomaterials specialists. Um, so thought-controlled nanoscale robots, let me just see if I can pull this up and read you the patent. Uh, 
I'll just read the abstract. Um, we report, this was uh, the year 2016. We report a new type of brain-machine interface that's called BMI, or brain-computer interface, BCI, uh, enabling a human operator to control nanometer-sized <coughs> robots inside a living host by brain activity. Recorded EEG patterns <coughs> are recognized online by an algorithm which in turn controls the state of an electromagnetic field. The field induces the local heating of billions of mechanically actuating DNA origami robots. These are what we're breathing in. Are you catching that? Oh this is coming from the jets. Yes, it is. They've been isolated. Um, uh, tethered to metal nanoparticulates leading to their, their reversible activation and subsequent exposure of a bioactive payload, military term. As a proof of principle, we demonstrate activation of DNA robots to cause a cellular effect inside the insect. They use an insect for the experiment by a cognitively straining task, this technology enables the online switching of a bioactive molecule on and off. And I believe that's called epigenetics now, or optogenetics. Mm -hmm. uh, in response to a subject's cognitive state with potential implications to therapeutic control and disorders such as schizophrenia, depression, and attention deficits, which are among the most challenging conditions to diagnose and treat. So this gives you an idea of how a, uh, a nanoscale robot has been created and will be uh, used in experiments on human beings who have depression or have been diagnosed schizophrenic. This is how things are going. Oh, I wish I could show this. Did you all see this? When Julian Assange, yeah. the last interview he gave uh, before uh, the Ecuadorian embassy tossed him out, was in which he mentioned the intelligent evil dust spread everywhere like confetti. Yeah, that was when he was cut off. And I find that telling you may think it's just accidental that he mentioned this and then had no more, was not communicating anymore to the world, but I think that this really, uh, this really settled it because there are people who do not want us to know about the nanotechnology that we are breathing in. Uh, this, these are photos of someone's house she took pictures of uh, the, the dust, and some of it, yeah, some of it's smart dust, I'm sure of it, that's coming down, and the only difference between smart dust and other types of uh, nanotech dust is the, uh, the presence of microprocessors in them. The smart ones have tiny, tiny, tiny computers, 
And for those who don't know what a nano is, yes, I said it was a billionth of a meter, but what is it? It's, it's atoms producing matter. So what they're using instead of blocks and bricks and wood to create matter is they're using atoms and laying the atoms one by one, side by side, from between three to 50 atoms will produce a, a nanometer. Uh, that can then be used in making uh, material sciences of various types. And you'll see more on that uh, soon in this. So there it is. Uh, if you want to see uh, these things, <clears throat> I highly recommend that you, uh, yeah, collect it, keep it, um, it particularly uh, on a day when maybe there's a lot of it coming down. You can see it at night. If you take an LED flashlight outside, you can see many of the fibers coming down. You can collect those. But to make it real to you, you see what the problem is here is it's so tiny that um, there, it's hard for us. It's kind of like big creatures with ants on the ground. We, why should we even notice? But if these creatures are actually in our bodies, I think that we should know about them. This is a parasite that is quite different from the parasites that we've had for many thousands of years. Uh, these, these, are, these are not controlled by us yet, yet. Uh, so you can go to the, say it again? Is it with great Morgellon? Morgellons? Yes, I'm not sure I'm saying it right either. Yeah. Um, yes, Morgellons is one of the nanoparticulate technologies that many people suffer from, yes. Um, so you can go to the organic food store or you can go to the regular food store and take out your little handy dandy microscope. I'll show you in a while, one you can buy for $7 on the internet, 60 power, it's terrific. I, I have one, I carry it all the time. And go and see what is on the pears, apples, and peaches. Um, the Age of Surveillance Capitalism, that book by Shoshana Zuboff, I have not read it, but it is a term that is now uh, getting a lot of play. Uh, the Smart Meter, mm -hmm. yes, the Smart Meter. So I want to read something on that. The smart meter is the gatekeeper to the smart home or smart business. Uh, in August 2018, the Federal Appeals Court in Illinois ruled that under the search and seizure Fourth Amendment privilege, it's called a privilege now, you know that? <laughs> Not called a right anymore, it's a privilege. Uh, it was reasonable to assume that smart meters facilitate government searches every 15 minutes. Given that smart meters pulse 928 megahertz through every home, every home 60 hertz grid in their quest for data. Smart meter range is 30 miles with 50,000 microwatts per square meter pulsed emissions. The smart meter has been classified by the World Health Organization as a 2B carcinogen. Oh my God. When I think of smart meters, I think of how it is basically a breaking and entering 
device, spying on energy use, and home business presence, thanks to uh, uh, time of use, TOU. Legislation is designed to enforce their installation, and when they are installed, energy use rises, as do inflated rates and utility bills. Smart meters communicate with IoT devices, Internet of Things. Thanks to their one watt Wi-Fi transceiver and 4G to 5G connection to the cell network. And the data collected is sold off to private corporations as the <coughs> gate is left open for cyber attacks and hacks into the home. And the remotely triggered smart meter fires, what are we to make of them? <coughs> In 2013, freelance journalist Jim Stone. Three wireless connectivity options per smart meter, plus an average to the flash memory, and five CPUs total. It's a safe bet that such extreme connectivity and CPU power, plus three memory options, could only be needed for nefarious purposes. If your refrigerator is Wi-Fi equipped, a ridiculous radio frequency polluting waste, when it could simply receive commands through the wiring, your refrigerator, microwave, you, you name it, could also be equipped with audio and visual surveillance capacities and have their, that ability to remain perfectly hidden all to be transmitted out through the smart meter. There is the Artemis virgin goddess of the hunt uh, uh, tower, I suppose you'd call it. P-cell, the P-cell technology, harnesses and combines radio signals, even interference, to create extra wireless energy around each individual mobile device following the device wherever it goes. So uh, this one in particular, I put it up because uh, apparently this is having a, a deleterious effect on reproductive systems. So this may be being used as a uh, popula population control device mm -hmm. in the smart city. Mm -hmm. So there's, these are all just uh, various uh, antennas, uh, transmitters. I mean, do we really know what the 5G antenna looks like? No, we really don't. It has a variety of uh, shapes. Uh, 5G box is there. This is the one that is really good to understand. You see the current 4G, uh, you see how it goes. It's uh, pretty directed in a certain direction. But because the 5G has phased array antenna, uh, it is uh, very different. It has the ability to beam uh, to targets. Uh, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's in the weapon category. Would it be able to kill us while holding our phone? Yes. Yes, it would. Um, and so, let me read something about that. I want you to understand the phased array. The phased array is 
best example is HARP. You saw all those antennas for acres and acres. That's a phased array antenna. And what they do is they take, they fire up all those phased arrays, and then they beam it up to the ionosphere, steering it to exactly where they want That's right. it. And then they can zap it with all the intensity of all the, it's like a, it's like a, a multi, multi, multi antenna itself. All those different types. Now, think about your 4G phone. I have been told that the 4G has the phase array in it already. And uh, I don't know, I watched a guy on a YouTube take apart a 4G phone, and it definitely looked like a phased array antenna to me. Um, and uh, here, you see how the phased array works. This is from a wonderful science friend, uh, Christopher Fontenot. And, and Chris says, a phased array is a group of antennas that collectively act uh, as one large radio antenna. Uh, a phased array antenna is a beam-forming antenna. Radio waves from the component antennas are combined and controlled to produce a specific beam. So uh, we're talking a lot of power here uh, with the phased array. And if, you're, if you see how it's going to be in, used in cities, where there will be small cells all over the city, uh, each of those having a phased array antenna, at least one, if not more, uh, then you see how they're going to, uh, to work together uh, in, uh, in, the, in the smart city. And I wanna remind you, I, I'm, I keep hearing people say that, oh, it'd be better if we had fiber optics. <coughs> well, not really. <coughs> Not really at all. In fact, I would say that if you look at a fiber optic cable carefully, you'll see that it may not have uh, anything on a nano scale, but it will have on a micro scale, many uh, very small uh, 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 little wires and cables inside of it, all of which can perform multiple operations uh, from, uh, their, uh, from wherever they're being controlled. So I don't, I don't see the, uh, the fiber optic as being any type of solution whatsoever. Okay. So here, I don't know if I wanna read this whole thing. This, um, I apologize, I don't know who wrote this, but from the style of the writing, I'd say it was Jack Cruz, the neurosurgeon I told you about before. Uh, and in this, he, uh, he's looking at what 2.45 means. Now your, your 4G phones, of 2.45 gig, uh, gigahertz. Um, the, uh, the next one is 30 to 300, right? I mean, it'll hang out around 92 uh, gigahertz, but that's way, ooh, that's way more power, way more power than 2.45 uh, in the 4G. So Jack says, uh, so you think when you mix a blue light with a 5G light, it has no consequences? Uh, laugh out loud. I love EMF deniers. Point to remember, electrical engineer Yaakov Shkolnikov confirmed under oath in government hearings that the frequency of the Wi-Fi was 2.45 gigahertz. That means that a 2.45 gigahertz router sends out light waves uh, moving at multiples of 2.45 B 
billion cycles per second, you think that escalation of waveforms has no impact on you? Shikolnikov confirmed this fact by saying under oath in a federal hearing that the 2.45 gigahertz would oscillate 4.9 billion times per second. Do you know that the mitochondria in all human cells oscillate at 100 hertz? Do you think that uh, the, the neocortex oscillates at 40 hertz and the circadian oscillators all vibrate at 7.83 hertz? Do you think that these waves from tech gear are a mismatch at some level of how we generate energy in a mitochondrion? Do you think this won't affect beta, beta oxidation or glucose metabolism or oxygen levels? Could this reduce energy in many ways we fail to realize to cause most modern diseases? I'll tell you what it means. That means the electromagnetic fields from the Wi-Fi router anywhere on Earth will expand and collapse cells and organelles in some of any cells inside our bodies 4.9 billion times per measurable second. Now it is getting ready to go to 90 billion cycles per second. You have to be a moron not to see the risks. And you think this has no effect on cells? Laugh out loud, I've got a bridge to sell you in a desert. So the millimeter waves, which is what is in the 5G, 30 to 300 gigahertz, we know that, corresponding to wavelengths of 10 to 1 uh, millimeter. It lies between the microwave and the infrared. Now on the infrared, we don't do too badly as human beings. In fact, that's what the, remember the Curlian photography of years ago? The Russians were able to take a picture of the human aura around the body. That, that was infrared. Uh, they were able to see the aura, uh, but, but we don't do well with microwaves <coughs> at all. And, um, and we need those cells, we need our body cells. So we need the mitochondria. I just went through the airport check uh, site, right? And I saw the spooky, awful, nasty, big machine standing there thinking I was going to be humiliated again, which I have been a few times at airports by TSA staff for not going through it. Um, and, uh, and fortunately, I was able to just cruise through the other one, which is way more benign than that one. I certainly would not have gone through that, no matter what happened, even missing a flight, because I know what it does to our mitochondria. You do not want to go through that at all. You want to put up with the humiliation of being patted down by an agent or being made to wait 20 minutes for a female agent for me. Yes? In the U.S., I find it's difficult to do that. In Europe, they, they will do that for you. But in the U.S., they, have, they make you go through it. I've well, what you're saying. Uh, really? They, used it. they have yeah. not made me Are you talking through. domestic or are you talking because oh, I... I'm just flying domestic. Okay, I, I, I flew international, international they and they don't... Yeah, they do. Yeah, 
had said. I, yeah. I, I, I went through once and I felt absolutely ill after dizzy. Um, okay, so now I've got our list up again. Just to give you a forewarning, I'm moving into the digital biology, the nanotech, and the transhumanism now. Um, from molecular biology to digital bioengineering, what has happened is that genetics has become a branch of information technology. It is pure information. It's digital information. It's precisely the kind of information that can be translated <coughs> digit for digit, byte for byte, into any other kind of information and translated back again. This is a major revolution. I suppose it's probably the major revolution in the whole history of our understanding of ourselves by Richard Dawkins, evolutionary biologist. So, so this is what's going on and doesn't it fit if we're completely bathed in electromagnetic radiation, non-ionizing so-called, uh, but uh, inside we're breathing in uh, nanobots that have been purposely engineered to respond to electromagnetic <coughs> commands and remote programming. So now we have uh, the, that technology in us and around us, all the technology of <coughs> electromagnetics with uh, secret national security masters of the universe hiding in fusion centers and, and maybe back rooms at AT&T uh, able to uh, project rays to us to influence us uh, through our nanobots, the nanotechnology in us already. So you see how we're being turned into cyborgs through the environment. This is the key. You probably thought that if they were going to build a cyborg, it would be like Frankenstein. <clears throat> you know, you'd see it in some lab somewhere, some secret lab, some really nasty looking guy working on some protoplasm and turning it into a life form that was actually a machine life form. Uh, no, it's going to happen through the environment, and I won't even say going to, it is happening right now, uh, because this program of geoengineering started 20 years ago. So it's full-fledged happening now. And I wanna be really, really clear about that. China just launched the world's largest 5G network. Please check the date. If you know how to research, you always check the dates. November 1st, 2019. Next, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18. 2019, right after the Chinese announcement. In New York, New York, the exercise illustrated areas where public-private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. Then next we see New York City approves more 5G on street lamps traffic poles, and fiber, despite health and technical issues. So, and the date on that is February 7, 2020. 
Are you getting my drift here? This pandemic, this coronavirus, is definitely something that there was foreknowledge about. Absolutely. Not only was it created, not only was it engineered uh, as a, the what they're calling the novel coronavirus, because there's several types, um, but uh, it. It definitely has to do with 5G. Now let me see what I have to read to you about that. So I don't Show something uh, about 5G. Uh, I, I won't be able to show you the video, obviously, but but um, I don't know if anyone listened to the fellow in uh, England named Mark Steele. He has a very thick accent. He's from uh, Gateshead on the North Sea near Newcastle. I used to live in, North, uh, in Yorkshire years ago, uh, and it took me a while to be able to understand uh, the English people were speaking. Um, Mark uh, is a weapons expert uh, by trade. Uh, he calls smart, he says that the term smart really means, and I really like this, I don't know where he got it or if he made it up, uh, secret militarized armaments in residential technology. And I think that's right. Uh, he's been studying in Gateshead, his own neighborhood, been studying the lights being put up on uh, a light poles and finding LEDs in them, light emitting diodes. Uh, and uh, as he says, the uh, LEDs are frequency specific, not power dependent. Uh, they are in the blue spectrum, which I, if any of you are on a computer late at night, you know that that blue light can play havoc with your eyes and that you need to get those, uh, those yellow uh, amber glasses or whatever in order to protect your eyes. Say it again. Blue blockers, thank you. Um, so uh, Mark shows, he, he takes an LED street light apart and he uh, sees that there's a laser in it. Uh, and not just risk group two, it's about the lens, not the power density. No diffusers, the lens shines the light like a laser. Blue light emission means retinal cell damage, at the very least. It's a 3D scanner that they're putting up everywhere on a street light near you. The street light needs 250 volts, but has an additional 450 high voltage board. I mean, when I read that, I was like, what? Plus a 3,300 watt relay. Why so much power on a street light, Mark exactly. asks. Exactly. This is urban environment scanning radar. We read about radar earlier. It comes in manifold forms. So what these look like, no, I don't have a picture of it. What they look like are those, uh, those flat sort of oval <coughs> shapes. They look to be about 
about, I'd say, a foot and a half mm -hmm. long. Those are the street lights that are on, normally I see them on parkways at this point, but I haven't gone to Seattle, which is the biggest city near me, or Tacoma, which is the next biggest city, uh, to look, uh, to walk along the streets and see what's there. I don't know. But uh, this is part of the 5G uh, build out, are these, uh, these LED uh, street lights, okay? Just uh, giving you a heads up. So uh, 5G, voice to skull, coming to a street lamp near you. And now I'm back here uh, to the 5G launches, <coughs> Wuhan weeks before coronavirus outbreak. I'm not able to play this video, but in it, uh, he basically lays out in a very simple fashion in about four or five minutes how, um, how this has worked. Wuhan was one of five cities that were the initial 5G build out, uh, and they, they really, did everything to that city. I mean, the I can't remember the thousands of units that are in it, but they really, they really did it up. And Wuhan was the first in the novel coronavirus, but the other four cities uh, were uh, also in lockdown by day three. So I assume it, my bet is 5G as a delivery system one of its, uh, its qualities appears to be a delivery system by which um, the signature, each disease has its own unique signature uh, by which you could deliver uh, disease to populations. This is, this is my, my theory, uh, and not, my, not just mine. Electromagnetically? Uh, no, uh, electromagnetically, because the frequency Everything in the universe is frequency, really. Every emotion is frequency. Every, every person has their own <coughs> signature. Uh, every disease has its own signature. Uh, every condition. And uh, certainly I know that uh, the signatures, the frequencies of uh, all the emotions and thoughts, thought forms, etc., is a very valued list for insiders. And it's a, it acts as a sort of uh, uh, lure for uh, many of the people joining into uh, the, uh, the dark side. Okay. Are there, or are you in your presentation, are there actions that we can take with our expanded knowledge? Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I will get to that. I, I'm kind of hammering you, I apologize, but I don't have much time with you. And uh, I, I really, I, I, don't know, I don't know yet how to make this real to people, uh, because it's, it's theoretical. It's, uh, it's hard for us. We human beings for thousands of years have waited for something to come at us, like a spear or a bullet or some, an animal, in order to react. And respond. That's been how we've been conditioned. But now I'm saying to you, all of the things pitted against us, including the people that are pitted against us, are invisible. You can't see them. You don't know when they're coming. You don't know how they're coming. You don't know much about the science that's that's behind them. 
Uh, you're being taken unawares, you're not being told the truth, you're being lied to by the national security state. So, uh, because this is a weapon, right? Obviously, this is all a weapon. And so this is, they're just obeying their own laws that when it's a weapon, uh, they don't have to tell you anything. That's, that's part of the law. And so you're going to have to learn to discern in, in the midst of invisibles. And just, I was bringing that because I think there are quite a few of us. I've been active protesting in the federal building 15, 20 years ago about the first chemtrails. A lot of us have been looking into it, yes. which is what drew us to you for more information. But then right. there's the cry, what do we do? Right, right. And uh, the doing, uh, I will thank you for that. I yeah. will spend time on it. Now, how is my time? Because I was late starting. So. Yeah. So let's go a little longer, the and then, uh, and I will, I will tell you, I'll tell you what I'm doing, yeah. and what some other people are doing. Um, yes? Just a quick comment, uh, I don't know about your experience, but I have a friend who has huge knowledge about orbital energy, who's been fighting the whole thing, and now she's coming out with a book, and a couple of days ago, she went, you know, she had a huge uh, C-130 on a Hercules airplane from the military above her, touching almost the houses above her house in Santa Clarita. She said, this is, how can this be, you know? So she, she encountered tremendous opposition, and I don't know if she's gonna make it. Well, I think uh, the uh, electronic communications along the lines of, of these technologies is something that you need to think about. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, okay, so uh, terahertz <coughs> is uh, coming. Uh, notice here, particularly that second line, plasma oscillation. That has to do with our resonance. Uh, you know, if your resonance goes on, what is our normal resonance? Our normal resonance is 7.83, the Schumann resonance. That's health. Uh, now we are resonating to every frequency that comes mm -hmm. our way. This is our. This is what makes us vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that would give you a clue as to one thing I'm going to say might save us, which is our consciousness. Yes. That we need to take hold of our consciousness and start to develop it in ways that we have not yet developed it. Um, all right, so uh, then the next thing is the intermolecular vibration. Uh, this uh, is certainly important. Uh, and uh, intramolecular vibration. So we're down on the molecule level uh, with sound, right, sound. And uh, electronic uh, transition. Um, what else? 6G is all about bandwidth for AI tech uh, because the, uh, one of the reasons that we're being broken down through our, environment, our weaponized environment is to defeat our immune system so that we are more malleable to being run by AI systems. That is definitely uh, a military objective. So uh, take um, the children who are autistic, we now think that autism is being purposely mm -hmm. created by the vaccinations mm -hmm. in order to dumb down the, the child, to make the child vulnerable to, uh, uh, to be run by AI systems. So much is being done to prepare us for being run by AI. I can't tell you, and that this is the real transhumanism, not the enhancement where you'll be smarter than anybody, not the enhancement that'll make you stronger than Superman. 
not the enhancement that will make you immortal so you can live for many years beyond your time. Uh, no, it's really about creating a slave class, mm -hmm. a slave caste that uh, is being run by AI. And there are many thousands and thousands of targeted individuals today who are being used as experimental guinea pigs to do this, to do exactly this. So if anyone approaches you and tells you that they are hearing voices, uh, the uh, first thing you think of is not schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is usually a false diagnosis. There are very few true schizophrenics. It's either a multiple personality disorder or, or dissociated identity disorder, or it is uh, that they are being uh, targeted uh, with uh, these, these frequencies uh, that are undermining them and uh, attempting to use them as guinea pigs uh, to find out just how the human being works, what works, what doesn't, response, reaction, etc. I'm very involved in that now. Um, so, uh, okay, so 6G is all about bandwidth for AI tech and real-time computations needed for wireless remoting of human cognition, meaning human brains online, human class, artificial intelligence. The internet, as you know, is the plan through the IoT is to create the, so that the internet is continually before us, that we can plug into the internet in the very air in front of us, um, that we will not need our computers anymore for internet, we will be online, and the nanobots in our bodies will avail them of this ability to make us uh, come online and stay online. This is the future, this is what is coming. And um, as, as to how we are going to achieve a resistance to it, um, that's what I'll take a moment before I go on and fill you with more facts. Sorry about that. Um, I, let me take a moment to tell you some things you can do for yourselves. Um, all right, Tony Pantelaresco is a, uh, a colleague of mine. I'm in touch with him, uh, his name is P-A-N-T-A-L-L-E-R-E-S-C-O. He is uh, uh, a, a herbalist mm -hmm. in Canada, and he has spent 10 years studying nanotechnology and its impact on uh, people. Tony had Morgellons very badly. He started working on all the remedies he could think of for nanotechnology because he knew that the, the term Morgellons was not prop, was not correct. <coughs> it's a term from the 17th century, by the way, and it really does not fit, but it was like the term chemtrails, which originally belonged to the US Air Force Academy, and they used it for their chemical manuals. It was foisted upon those of us who had found out about Morgellons, about the lesions that people were having on their skin, in which uh, wires were sticking out, and um, how sick these people became, and how, how suddenly they were uh, extruding uh, small insect forms, and uh, 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 gem-like hexagons, and, uh, and a glitter, like the smart dust glitter, coming out of these, their bodies, out of, out of the skin. Now, in Chinese medicine, which I studied years ago for six years, I was going to be an acupuncturist, and anyway, you know, you know how life is, took me another direction. 
uh, in Chinese <coughs> medicine, um, this the skin is uh, is an organ in, coral, uh, in a corollary organ to the liver. So obviously the liver was over overtaxed in these people, and they are extruding through their skin. There is another theory though that uh, for the Morgellons people, I'm taking this side bar here, um, that the Morgellons can be remotely triggered in people. Whereas all of us in here, everyone I talk to, we have all breathed these things in. They are in us. They are in our tissues. They are in our muscles. They are in our bodies. But they are not activated in us yet. You see where I'm going with this? So the 5G, the resistance to the 5G, may very well be an intuitive resistance to the fact that this, the millimeter wave technology, the 6G uh, terahertz technology could very well be the means by which these, this can be activated much as the novel coronavirus was activated in Wuhan. <coughs> All right, so, so the Morgellons is very important. I know I have them in me um, and I have a whole lot of things in me, right? So Tony Pantelaresco first recommends that you have a foot bath, an ionizing foot bath. And you uh, basically, you're, you're going to put a, 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 I can't remember if it's a six or nine volt. Does anybody remember? Anyway, a nine volt, say. Uh, and you're going to uh, put vinegar in a bucket that has been wound around by copper wire. And uh, you're going to soak your feet in that bucket to uh, cause the nanobots to start coming out because you basically formed an electrolyte bath. That's what it is. It's mildly electric, and that's what drives them out, plus the vinegar creates uh, an alkaline uh, draw. So uh, there's that. Tony, on his websites, will teach you how to build one, or you can simply uh, order one make sure if you're going to spend $140 that it actually does what they say it does. It's got to create an electrolytic bath if you put vinegar in there. All right, that's one. Um, the second thing is he recommends people take the baths. And the baths are basically, again, creating an electrolytic uh, chemical quality by putting in the bath sea salt, Epsom salt, uh, boron or borax and, uh, and possibly uh, baking uh, soda. And uh, as to quantities, uh, I'm sort of experimenting with quantities. Right now I'm at uh, two-thirds cups of, of each. The boron part or the borax that you think of as a laundry detergent agent is actually boron, which uh, you, you probably don't know it, but your skin is covered by a biofilm uh, it's sort of shiny. You can see it uh, if you really look for it. It's shiny and sort of a little bit sticky. Uh, the boron will open up the pores again so that you can then eliminate out of the pores because that's what the pores are really for. Mm -hmm. They're for elimination, not to be sealed and incubating uh, all of these, uh, these uh, nanobots. Uh, okay, the baths are the second thing. How often do I take it? I take the two baths a week. Um, okay, that's just me. Everybody's experimenting, you understand? Can't go to any great white doctor. 
You can't go to some place and they'll tell you, here's a pill. For sure. It's not going to happen. This is all experimental. It's all, uh, we're looking at, at how, to, how to really do this, how to, what works for my body may not work for your body, sharing information. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, I hate Facebook, truthfully, but uh, it is on Facebook that I'm encountering thousands of people. So I have a big presence on Facebook and I have closed sites that are dedicated to the science. Uh, and um, a lot of people write me and tell me their experiences, which is very, very valuable to me, though I don't have time to read them all. Um, okay, next thing. Tony's been experimenting with mag making magnetic fields and driving them out of the body by creating a magnetic field. And what he does is he built a triangle. This is the last one I know of. Uh, he's probably done half a dozen other things that I haven't kept up on lately. Uh, building a triangle that you put very strong magnets on uh, and, uh, and then wrapped it in uh, with, uh, what's that great tape? Not Gorilla Tape, but the other one. Duct tape. Duct tape. And then uh, putting it all in plastic so that he could take it in the bath with him in that electrolytic bath. And then he chooses an area of his body where perhaps he, his hip hurts or his knee hurts or whatever. And you put the triangle on that area and uh, it will drive uh, the nanobots out. If you wanna see them, uh, they're very tiny, right? So you're gonna have to see a lot of them in order to see any of them. You can turn the bathroom light off, I've done it, and you have a good flashlight, maybe an LED flashlight. And um, you just watch the surface of the water. And you will see a mass of activity on the surface of the water. So why do this? Because it, it won't solve it overnight. It won't solve it at all. But it will keep getting them out. Because every day we're breathing in trillions more. You see our problem here? So it has to become part of your life. Body statues. It has to be something you do yourself so that, so that you don't you don't break down under the uh, pressure of this uh, this technology that we don't know what they're going to do with it next but they will be doing more and more things with it that's there's no question it's a tremendous toy uh, and has uh, has real impact um, otherwise there are so many things if you go to Tony Pantella rescue sites you'll see Thousands of people write into him, tell them what they're doing. We try things out. It's very exciting. It's very democratic. Would you spell his name again? Yeah. P A N T A L L E R E S C O. Pantalaresco. Okay, so that's two. Now let's go to the uh, important one which is the consciousness, yes. Now, this is something I've given a great deal of thought to because we've never really tried consciousness. And when I say consciousness, I'm not talking about meditation and prayer. I'm not talking about getting together at dawn uh, at the rising sun and, um, and praying against these, uh, these people and these technologies. No, I'm talking about the consciousness of everyday life on how we need to really uh, take hold of our consciousness, and uh, thank you for coming.
Okay. Uh, we need to take hold of our consciousness and see what else we can do with it. I'll tell you something about bananas uh, that I now understand. And I understand it because I won't be able to show you the video, so I'll tell you about it. I saw them swarming in a video done by Jamie Lee about the uh, Santa Rosa fire. I had seen the drone footage of the fire back when it happened in 2017. And I had noticed, uh, it was very good drone footage, got very close. And I had noticed that, uh, that the embers on the ground uh, in some housing area, uh, that they, they moved in a certain way. And, and I, 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 you know, I looked at that part over and over again uh, because I said to myself, gosh, is that wind? I mean, is, is there a wind blowing them in those directions? But they were, they were doing a sort of zigzag uh, S thing, and they seemed to be bent on a certain direction. Uh, and then I realized that I was witnessing nanoparticles moving in a swarm, uh, obeying their master's voice at some remote, remote location as they headed for yet another house that was to be burned and avoided the houses that were not to be burned. So I saw them in action and realized this is, this is how they work and they work this way in our bodies. So when Elon Musk was talking about the uh, nano uh, fiber, uh, I think, uh, well, he, he called it uh, neuro, 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 neuro link. And he said that you would have to have a very minor surgery for this. No, you, you really wouldn't need a minor surgery because this is the neuro linking is what the <coughs> nanos do. They form a fibrous, um, I have a wonderful photo, I don't, I might have it in this batch here, of, uh, of, of a woman's skin. And you can see it's almost like a, like, a, like a circuit board under her skin, right in her skin, I suppose you'd say, where the nanos were. Uh, and uh, this, uh, this ability that they, they have works in us very similar to the way it worked in the fire. And if indeed <coughs> we were remotely triggered, what would we do? And this is where the consciousness comes in. I mean, yes, I can take the baths and I can do the rest. And I can take really good care of myself. And I do take very good care of myself, by the way. I've been macrobiotic for almost 50 years now. Uh, not religiously, don't picture me like a monk eating brown rice and miso soup till it comes out of my pores. Uh, but I follow the yin-yang because I was trained in Chinese medicine. I understand yin is uh, acid, yang is alkaline. So if you keep your diet so that your body is alkaline, you will do very well with that. And how will you know? You can go buy some pH paper and pee on it in the morning, and you'll, you'll see where you're at on the spectrum, and then learn the different foods. And I'll be talking about this in, at the talk I'm giving in at the Life Aware conference this weekend. Uh, then you can really um, uh, 
you control your diet. Tony and I don't agree on this, by the way, just to let you know. You can control your diet and, uh, and, and keep it alkaline because the nanobots love acidity. Fear produces acidity. Please don't do fear. Every era has its challenge. Uh, if we lived in the 1400s, it would have been the Inquisition. So um, I believe that <clears throat> all of us chose to be here for this era yeah. to learn uh, some of the extremities of mass society, of allowing huge institutions to run mass society, uh, institutions in which no one is responsible for what they do. Um, and we have to live through this so we understand that this is not the way to do things, to do human society. Um, so for me, I don't, I, I don't do fear. Uh, I don't like acidity. <laughs> Uh, though I like a good cookie now and then, and I know that uh, they're acidic because the sugar, sugar is very acidic yes. and very addictive. So, um, so anyway, you become kind of an expert uh, in all of this, and then now you're in the situation where you might be being triggered. How would you know? Well, I don't know how you'd know. I don't know how I'd know. Uh, I've been targeted a few times, so I know what that feels like. Uh, I know what it feels like when uh, electromagnetics is now doing something to my body. Mm -hmm. So I would assume I would perhaps have an experience like that. I don't know. It hasn't happened to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. or, or at least I was not aware. But uh, once that happens, what, what's our next step? Well, our next step is consciousness. How are we going to retain that consciousness that there's no fear and that do, are we going to hate them? No, no, we're not. Uh, because most of the people who work for these agencies or whoever is doing this um, are controlled in some way as well. Yeah. So, uh, so this is the question that, that I think about. But I know consciousness is the way to go here. And we have not even begun to build the kind of consciousness that can can uh, take authority over these nanobots. Because they move in swarms, they are a group soul to me. That, that would be a term I would use from Rudolf Steiner days. They are a group soul. They have no individuality. I have individuality. Mm -hmm. So can I take authority over them? Mm -hmm. And I believe we can. Mm -hmm. I believe we can take authority over them even when they're being triggered uh, to operate in a swarm. <coughs> So that's another idea I have. You see, this is all, this is all beginning now. This is just the beginning. And, uh, and we need to um, share ideas, uh, try different things for our health, and uh, have no fear. Because this is, <clears throat> this is all part of the technology that we've grown so attached to. Um, Other protections for one's home? Yes, thank you for bringing that up, all right? Sleeping, sleep is valuable. How many people are having trouble sleeping? Oh, wow. Um, all right, so here are a few ideas on that. The acidity is a huge thing. Your, your alkaline acidity balance. You better start checking that. Looking at your diet, etc. 
When you sleep, sleep with your head to the north or the east, uh, and um, pull your bed away from the wall. Because they can say, if targeting occurs, or a sweep is being made of your neighborhood, um, they can use the 60 hertz in the walls. That's what the IoT is all about. It's an energy source and <coughs> a way to keep track of everything that's going on in the home uh, for those who are targeting the home. Um, the pineal gland, very important melatonin, right? Mm -hmm. The production of melatonin. Um, do you have fluoride here? Yeah. Yes. 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 So, big burpy filters with fluoride filters. All right, so fluoride, as you know, uh, calcifies mm -hmm. the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. And the pineal gland is not just valuable for sleep. What is sleep? Well, for you, it may just be a nice rest. For me, as a Rudolf Steiner kind of person, uh, I leave my body and I go home for uh, the night. And uh, a lot of wise beings uh, tutor me. Uh, I, I mean, I don't always remember it. I assume it's going on, but sometimes I do remember it. And I'm, I'm able to rest so that my etheric body, in, which is a subtle body in the physical body, can mend mm -hmm. my physical body. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to get out of your body at night so that your body can rest. And it's important for you to go to your some place of origin so that you can gird up your loins for the next day. And so sleep is very precious and we must protect it. That is, of course, why it's the first thing that targeters use for targeted individuals is to take away their sleep. So um, otherwise for sleep, uh, I sleep on bed, a bed with no metal in it, only a wooden frame. I sleep on a futon. Uh, the metal, as you know, would be a good conductor for uh, any type of uh, micro or, or radio waves. So uh, that's very important, how you sleep. You could also just roll up a futon on the, on the floor like uh, the Japanese do. Uh, you know, it's not that we have to have these big posturepedic or whatever they are beds. I've never had one. I've slept on futons for over half a century. Uh, uh, other things, living in the home. Like I told you, um, okay, so I sometimes have the experience of sitting at my computer, working on something, and suddenly I, I feel it first in my saliva glands inside my mouth. They're starting to secrete, and I know I'm, uh, I'm in an electromagnetic attack of some sort. And for me, it's coming from my computer. It's coming from the monitor. Uh, and it goes straight for my uh, lungs and my heart. So I leap up and run outside and take my shoes and socks off and ground myself on the earth, on the grass, and uh, breathe in and do deep breaths. And, um, and then um, it's over in just a, a couple of minutes. Uh, and then I go back to my computer and everything's fine. So uh, was I targeted? I don't, I don't know, but I know that uh, it was electromagnetic simply because of the uh, saliva glands. Um, what else about home? Uh, 
Well, I live very simply. I don't have a TV. I've never owned a TV. I've never wanted to own a TV. Um, I own a computer. I don't own a cell phone. I don't see a reason to own it. Uh, I uh, am very acutely aware of electromagnetics, as you can well imagine. And, um, and I try to uh, keep it all low. I turned my router off. Uh, I turned the router off. Uh, and I use uh, an ether cord. Uh, Isn't I don't it use better wireless. just to unplug your router? And, and I unplug it. Well, that's how yeah. I turn it off, because I can't find an on-off button. So I just unplug yeah. it. I'm plugging it. Yeah. Um, what else? That's all I can think of right now. The light bulb? Oh, the light bulb, thanks. Uh, right, no LEDs. They're deadly. No CFLs, the curly Q guys. They're switching all the light bulbs to LEDs. No, not now. Uh, Trump has recalled them, and he awesome. is. Uh, he is pushing for the real uh, halogen light bulbs. I have really? them. Yeah, I, I have an easy time getting them. I just go on the net and order a dozen. There's li Lights Place in Studio City. I've got a whole bunch of them there. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's old news. Uh, it's not true anymore. Good. Yeah, we can get them. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. And, Rokas um, are very fast. Still, what? Rokas, if anybody has a Roku, is it throwing out radiation even if you have it wired? Oh, bad. What is, is a Roku? Roku? Roku is like for smart TV. It's TVs. like a streaming device. Yeah. Like it, you put hook it to your TV and it um, streams all your channels. It makes oh, your TV oh, smart. Yeah. But right. they throw out a mad amount of radiation. Oh my god! I just oh, the cordless phone also. Cordless phone is still bad. That's very bad. I uh, I can't believe I'm I'm in a room with people who still own TVs. <laughs> Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's just a programming device. And uh, it's uh, I watch really shows on You want the news? Yeah. Go on the internet and uh, get the news from alternative uh, mm -hmm. news. Oh, I never watch sources. the news on TV. Huh? <laughs> never watch the news on TV. No. Never. No. It, it will it will undermine you because they use subliminals also. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, for your kids, uh, you know, the music has a lot of subliminals. Oh in yeah, it now. the frequency. So. Um, can't speak to that, but you know they have it. They have a large challenge ahead of them. I understand mm -hmm. oh, that. Oh yeah. Want to help them with our knowledge as much as possible. I think they're beautiful. And provide an example. Provide the example <coughs> for living in the future, not as a luddite. Uh, I certainly love having my computer. I love it that I can do word processing and not have the old. Uh, you're, you're all too young, but uh, where you're scratching with a razor blade on the carbon paper when you're typing things in a copy. Yeah, I, I don't care if I ever see those days again. Uh, no, I love my computer. But I, uh, I treat it as, uh, as a potential weapon. And I have, to, I have to take responsibility for that. So we've gotten a lot, you know, American, America has had a lot for all through the Cold War, while the Cold Warriors were conniving and setting all this up, we were just having such a nice time with our private lives, <coughs> and the money was going further, and we had houses that the mortgage was reasonable, and two-car garages, and good food, cheap food, because the rest of the world was producing it for us and being paid nothing, 
to produce it, and we were riding high. Now that is over. And I say good riddance. I, I'm not going to miss it. I've always lived simply because I'm setting an example. I was a teacher for years. I was setting an example for youth. Um, I w I've never been self-indulgent in the way that I have seen the middle class be. I've never been in the middle class. I wouldn't know what it was like. Uh, I am educated, yes, and uh, I'm very happy about that because knowledge is power, not money, yes, not right. owning things. Absolutely. Uh, it's the knowledge that is Absolutely. real power. So I invite you to join me in, uh, in really taking up knowledge as your pastime. You will be weak when you start reading. If you buy the book, uh, any of my books, they're work. There's a lot of footnotes. You don't have to read them all. Please don't. They're for people who want to do more research. And um, you want to learn how the technology works. It's kind of like being on a battlefield. Like I used to really like George Patton, General George Patton. And he would read the Caesar's Gallic Wars before going to battle with against the Nazi General Rommel because he knew that Rommel was very good and Rommel knew he was very good. So Patton would study battles, ancient battles, to see if he could learn a few things before going to war against uh, his enemy. I feel the same way got to understand this is a battle. It's a battle for the future of humanity. Uh, I don't think it's a battle for the future of the planet. I think the planet will take her own mm -hmm. back in yeah. a good time. Yeah. But uh, for humanity, yeah. if indeed yeah. these transhumanist yeah. plans and technologies go forward, uh, we will be a very different creature. We will not have the free will or the, or the chance to develop the free will that we still have, we still have it. We should not waste that chance. Uh, I love my free will, and uh, it requires self-discipline. It requires some uh, hard decisions about how you're going to spend your time. But the television is a constant temptation to just waste hours and hours and hours it's of the only thing you really have, which is time. That's all you have. So uh, I invite you to get ready for, I feel very excited about being in this era. Of course, I'm a warrior. I, I couldn't have asked for a better war. Because it's, uh, it's about invisibles. Yes. It's about things not being obvious. It's a very new kind of warfare. And, uh, and, and we need to fight for our children and our grandchildren, uh, the people coming after us. Uh, so I think that's, probably enough, isn't it? Yes? Um, how do you see the animals right now? You know, how they are and versus They're how we are. They're suffering with us. Hmm? They're yeah. suffering with us. They're suffering with us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, they have a different nervous system uh, than we do. I mean, you know, you may say that it's just like ours, but really, they're, they're set up very differently from us. I do not believe we are a higher animal. I have no. never been uh, sponsored that idea. Uh, we are a different species, but we share their, their bodies. We share it with the vegetable kingdom. We share it with the mineral kingdom. I would say maybe they're even more enlightened than we are in many ways. Uh, they're in the group soul, so I am a total fan of the individual soul. 
Mm -hmm. So I could I not see. say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I understand. I appreciate it. At the very beginning of your show, there was a quote that said, I want to illuminate the earth and put that. And who made that quote? Tesla. Oh, that was Tesla. That was Nikola oh, Tesla. Jesus. Yes. Illuminati. And though people may blame him for this technology, this is his. This is Tesla technology for sure. Uh, he he wanted only good for it. You know the, he did. You know how that went. He, was, he, he did. Three years. He was a good man, and he. It was used against him. He, he, was, he regretted it. It was what an he did. amazing, amazing one. Instead of all this AI, which I don't see any time stopping, you know, they could just do so much positive with the Tesla. <laughs> The free energy, you know, for expanding the life of, you know, Just but instead it's all going the opposite way. They're very different from us, our global masters. Yes. That was Why good. was Tesla real She's good at very Egyptian. Why was he? Oh, what he was. Oh, oh, yeah. No, no kidding. No, I know. He's he's from, because, and now, you, I don't know if you all know this, but... President Trump's uncle was, was John Trump, a physicist. Yes. And he was the one called upon to go to Tesla's quarters at That's the hotel right. when he was, That's in right. my mind, killed by the FBI. That's right. And to take up all his research and apparatus mm -hmm. and bring it back to Washington, D.C., and go through it and sort out who would get what. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was Trump's uncle, and I think that that is one of the reasons that Trump was chosen to be president by the powers behind the throne. I mean, that's how I look at it, because his uncle was very important in this. It, it, for I mean, and now he's, what, he, he resurrected first the uh, space, uh, not the Space Force, but the Space Council or whatever it's called. He resurrected that after it had been lying, lay fallow for years. And now we have the Space Force. And uh, he is the president that will be remembered for these things as opening the secret space program. He's opening it up to the public finally. Uh, it's been going on since Kennedy was killed, and they made it into a, a space program very different than the one John Kennedy envisioned of uh, friendship among nations, etc. Uh, and now it's uh, they're weaponizing all of space around the Earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's so actually question, that Why do you think they make us vaccinate and chip our dogs? That's kind of like, are we, are we Well, I think, I think the vaccination has, I know it has all nanotechnology in it. So I would assume that the dogs are getting the same, uh, they're breathing in what we're breathing in. So they get the vaccination we, we are getting. And, uh, and that can all be triggered. I mean, that's well, as far as I've thought. I also heard that chipping is like old school. Like, we're already... No, this is a chip. The nanotech is yeah, the chip. Yeah. We don't need the chip. You might need a chip if you're running a president or a prime minister. You might need a unique chip with a particular uh, electromagnetic potential uh, signature that only you have access to. Oh, so the chip is the nano. Chip is the nano. Yes, our, ours for the masses are the nanos. Those are our chips. Yeah. What do you think about carbon-60 for pulling out a lot of these toxins? Uh, I only, I've never tried it, but I know Tony Pantelaresco is completely opposed to it. He explains it 
that the carbon, carbon 60, I actually somewhere in here have a picture of carbon 60. Um, it, uh, it's nanotech. So there's a big question now that we're all considering. Can you heal the nano problem with nano? At this point, I don't think so. So, no, I'm not a fan of carbon 60. But you know what? I'm not a fan of taking any supplements. I take nothing. I do whole food. Whole food is my gig. I do organic. I eat very carefully. I chew. Uh, I check my bowel movements to see how they're doing. I'm looking down there like a scientist. Um, I'm not pulling it out, though. Let's not get too graphic. Uh, but I do keep track of uh, how my body is doing because I need this until I head out of here, right? Mm -hmm. It's very valuable, your body. Please take good care of your bodies. And don't, don't get sick. I mean, you know, if you don't take care of your bodies, you get sick, you have cancer, you have something. Mm -hmm. There goes your activism out the window because you're going to be only thinking about how you're going to get better. That's true. You're going to be, all your time and energy is going to go into that. So is that good? I mean, you know, you all have been so delightful to wait for me in being late and then to be so patient with the not have, I mean, like two counts, right? We could, couldn't get the video. I'm late. And you've done very well. Thank you. But Thank because you, you didn't show the videos, you were able to give us more information. Yeah. Well, and you've had more of me. Valuable. Yeah, the videos are mainly, as I said, it's an experiment I'm doing to see because a lot of people have trouble holding on to the concepts. Yeah. And uh, I don't, but I was not raised with TV, and I have not watched TV as an adult. And I don't go to movies. I will look at something, one of those old movies uh, yes. on the computer now. <laughs> I like for old. a treat. I like yeah. 70s and 80s. Yeah, the movies that move nice and slowly and have some sort of inner work. Or 60s, of anything like before, yeah. Can you yeah. speak about your, your, your teacher talk here? Yeah, Instead, this weekend. Yeah, next two uh, days. Yes, the uh, Saturday, on Sunday. Saturday. Where am I talking? Peace Center. Center. Oh, Peace Center. Yes, I'll be talking at the Peace Center on Saturday at 6.30. Yes, in Culver City. Oh. Culver yes. City. So same topic. Next one is Saturday? Uh, yes. yes, and it'll be a different talk because oh. I'll have some videos. <laughs> well, I hope I'll have some videos. What is the talk after that? And then uh, I leave for San Francisco, and I will be talking at the uh, Live live Aware. When? When in San Francisco? That'll be on, um, on Friday the 22nd. I arrive there, and my talk is on... Saturday the 23rd from 3 to 4 p.m. And then Sunday I'm talking that night in Santa Cruz at the Subud Center. So if you know anyone in Santa Cruz that you want to hear of me, uh, let them know I'm coming. I go back to the Northwest. Is the San Francisco, is the San Francisco talk the same or a different topic? Oh, I think they're always different because yeah. this one, I, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really see why the video did not work. Mm -hmm. I want to know if it's my computer at all. Well, we might uh, but no, I, I didn't get to, I didn't really get to do my talk tonight. <coughs> I mean, I was late and you did great. Yeah, it was great. You did, did great. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pleasure.
And um, if we want to follow you on Facebook, what is your Facebook page? The Facebook, uh, you can find me on Facebook, but I've lost control of my Alana Freeland site. Uh, I have no idea what's going on there. I don't even look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I have a closed, I have two closed sites. Mm -hmm. The closed site uh, that I recommend for this topic is uh, Ilana Freeland under an ionized sky. You have to ask for membership. Mm -hmm. And I'll go to your site and see if I think it's a good match. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, have, I have about 4,000 members. I could have many more than that, but I'm, I'm kind of picky about uh, getting the right people on the site. Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, I don't have any trouble with trolls. None. There's plenty of YouTube videos. And there's so Where is many. that? So many. Here, I, I subscribe. I have a website. Uh, oh, just YouTube. YouTube yeah. And there you will see many of my other I wanted interests. to follow her on uh, Facebook. Uh, you just subscribe to YouTube and then you get her videos. It's better. She doesn't do Facebook. Uh, those are really great books. Okay. Uh, a great historical series done in a fictional format. And um, you'll see about that at ilanafreeland.com. Awesome. Yeah. Otherwise, I, uh, I have a YouTube site too, but I never have visited it. My webmistress takes care of all that for me. I just don't have time. I really need a commi committee. I don't, I don't have me. Sorry, our, our friend, the access didn't come from, so I'm trying to help him call them. No, no, fine. Outside fine. Thank, that, thank so you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. Get some good sleep. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yes, right here. You're listening to Grace, invigorating talk radio with Anita. Discover, inspire, evolve.